Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. And welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Um, I see. I don't. I feel like I don't have as much to say this week as you do <laughs> because you went on an adventure, didn't you? Guys, I went on such a crazy trip, honestly. Um, yeah, I have a lot to tell you guys. Um, but before we get into that, I have to say a few other things. Um, so first and foremost, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. As per usual, had to get that one out there. Um, mm-hmm. But second of all... Um, we just wanted to tell you guys that there is now an option. If you love us or love our podcast and love what we do, um, um, for you guys to go and support us. So just, you know, Mm -hmm. the link is below. If you feel so obliged to do that, that would be very sweet. You know, help us do more fun things that we like to do, you know, more Mm -hmm. content out there. Yeah. You you can become a, yeah, you can become a supporter and I believe it's, sort of like a monthly type thing so I don't yeah know. yeah it's a monthly um, subscription the link if you're interested yeah there's like different amounts you can pay each month and thank you so 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 much to everybody who is already donating it, it really means the world you know mm-hmm. we've done this podcast for so long for free so i don't know it's just sweet it's sweet people want to like pay and yeah. support us you know doing this so thank yeah. you guys so much and if you want to donate the link is below <clears throat> But moving on to the craziness. So last weekend, I went to Washington, D.C. to see Charlie Puth in concert, which was so fun. Oh, my gosh. He, he puts on such a good show, just first and foremost. Um, love Charlie. But I had never been to Washington, D.C. before in my life. Um, see, that's, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That you got to go. Yeah. Have you been to Washington, D.C.? Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, I used to live a lot closer because I, you know, I lived in the Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. So we went um, for Girl Scouts, actually. My Girl Scout troop took us. Mm-hmm. And it was like the 100-year anniversary of Girl Scouts or something. So there was like this big event. Ooh. So we were there for that. I didn't really get to see any of the museums and stuff. Mm-hmm. but No, okay. But yeah. Well, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, this is my first time going, and I was only there for, like, 24 literal hours, guys. But in those 24 hours, well, maybe 48. I mean, I definitely meant 48. But in those 48 hours, we really made the most of it. Um, You know, obviously, we saw Charlie Puth, but we also went to Ford Theater, which I didn't even realize was in Washington, D.C., um, and that is a theater. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, Listen, go ahead. I didn't realize that either because either. you you had told me and I was just like, wait, I thought that was like in Virginia or something. Yeah, like, I don't know. Same. <laughs> it's in DC. Same. And it's like right in downtown DC. I was just so shook by that. So if you don't know um, what Ford Theater is, it is actually the theater where Abraham Lincoln was shot right before he was killed. He died by the shot that was fired in the theater. So I mm-hmm. literally went and stood where Abraham Lincoln was literally shot. And that was very but, surreal. Like, that was so totally wild. And so the guy that shot him was named John Wilkes Booth. And he, like, after he, like, snuck up behind him, shot him in the head, he, they like, so Abraham Lincoln and his wife were sitting, like, in a box, basically, in this theater. You know, like, the soapbox, like, private, 
room because, you know, obviously he's Abraham Lincoln. So um, after John Wilkes Booth shot Abraham Lincoln, he actually jumped out of the box and onto the stage to get away. And I had always heard that, you know, in history class, that that's what happened. But y'all, that amount of height, I don't know how he didn't break 10 bones because that was just crazy to look at. So The amount of adrenaline, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Definitely, right. probably. So, yeah. So after Abraham Lincoln was shot, he, they, he actually didn't die right away. And they, like, carried his body over to the house across the street. And that is actually where he died. So I also went, we saw that as well. So that was crazy. Wow. That was crazy because I wasn't even expecting to go do that. So, yeah, you know, that was a little wild. And I also went and saw, you know, his um, big statue um, as well as the Mm -hmm. World War II Memorial, which was crazy. And I literally stood right where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. gave his I Had a Dream speech. So... You know, I don't know. It was a very impactful, like, historical weekend. And, mm-hmm. oh, I also went to the Holocaust Museum, which, oh, my Lord, um, probably was the most, like, emotional thing I've ever put myself through willingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad that I, you know, got to experience that because, wow, like, obviously I know the gravity of that situation. But seeing that, like, when you walk through, you, like, walk through as if you are in the concentration camp. So like you get like a name, you get like an age and a whole story of somebody who actually did die um, in the Holocaust. So yeah, you kind of like take that over and you like walk through like exactly what happened, like the timeline. It's, it was really, I don't want to say cool because like obviously not cool whatsoever, (laughs) but it was very just fascinating, you know? Yeah. And horrible to see like, all of that stuff. And I learned so many new, way more horrible facts than I ever even knew before. Like it was just very eye opening, is mm-hmm. what I'll say. So, you know, yeah. if you guys are near DC, I really recommend to go check all of those things out because that was cool. Very Yeah, cool. you're really, you're making me want to take a trip to DC now. Listen, I'll <laughs> go back because I didn't even get to do, like, I, we wanted to go to the Smithsonian, but we didn't have time to do all of that. So I'm trying to go back again, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, we should go. That'd be fun. We should. I'm on I'm we can probably also find something haunted. And oh while I was there, actually, in the theater that we saw Charlie Puth in, I just Googled because you know, there was a lot of downtime like waiting for him and I just Googled the theater because I saw it was like built in the eighteen hundreds and I said, Hmm, that's pretty old to be a theater. And I got a little bit of a creepy vibe when I stepped foot in there and I Googled it and there the theater did have a ghost, actually. Oh, and now I forgot his name. I think I think it was like Murphy or something like that. Okay. Murph. But apparently he haunted the second, like the balcony, the second floor. So I mean, I bet the theater where Lincoln was shot um, is probably haunted. Yeah, I just didn't want to think about that. Just in the presence of Abraham Lincoln's ghost possibi- like <laughs> being a possibility was just a little bit. My, my mind was already blown enough that day. Yeah. I mean, you know? he could have been. I don't, <laughs> don't know. Who knows? I surely don't know. Do you think he's? Do you think he would be haunting um, the house that he died in, or his giant statue? He's like possessing. <laughs> um, I feel like I wish he was possessing the big statue, but I feel like he'd probably be at like either the theater or the house if yeah, I had probably. to guess. <laughs> um, but that I just don't think you guys understand how big that Abraham Lincoln is. That statue, like. Mm-hmm. 
it's go look at my Instagram. Actually, I have a picture standing beside it. Then you can then you can grasp how big it is. If you if you don't know, I was just very shook by the whole thing. Washington D.C. is so cool. Also, everything there is free. I didn't know that. Like all those museums, all those things we did, all of that was free, other than Charlie Puth, obviously. But like that's awesome. I think they're yeah. they're like they want to spread education. Yeah, right? and as it's they not... should, as they should. So it's cool. Yeah, cool. I had a great time. So yeah. That concludes my Washington, D.C. trip, at least round one, you know. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah, I didn't have as an eventful um, weekend, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> I had a crazy week. I'm still honestly recovering. I'm so yeah. tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't have much to add to that, except that our vlog for Kerner's Folly is out. Yes. Okay, I watched it and because Savannah edited it this time and it is just so funny. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I was laughing the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched, but I mean, go ahead and watch it and see if we uh, ran into any ghosts. Yeah. Like, you never know. Yeah. You'll have to watch the video to find out. So um, that's all we have to say on that. It's on YouTube (laughs) Um, and we'll have that link below as well. So Uh go check it out. But other than that, I don't really have anything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can get into my story here. Let's do it. Okay, so this week I want to talk about the hodag. The hodag! Oh my gosh, wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. I, I figured you would be. I'm excited too. Um, so if anybody has like been listening to us, you know that we went to the Mothman Festival um, you know, I don't even remember months ago at this point. It was definitely <laughs> in September, like the yeah. 17th or 18th. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we went there and, uh, go watch that vlog because, mm-hmm. um, in there you can see some of the Hodag yeah. stuff that we ran into. Mm-hmm. There was like a Hodag store yes. going on. Yes. Um, so we actually, we actually rode the Hodag. We did ride the Hodag. And also as we approached the Hodag like store that they had set up, they had, um, the Ghostbusters song playing. So it was like, who are you going to call the Hodag? Like, yeah, <laughs> every song was, it was playing. It was like, that, like yeah. replaced by the Hodag, which was yeah. just so funny. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so from that experience, Taylor, what do you sort of know about the Hodag? Listen, I actually don't know anything about the Hodag, but I just do know what he looks like. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean. Which yeah. is good. All right. So tell me about him. <laughs> okay, so Wikipedia describes the Hodag as a fearsome critter uh, resembling a large bullhorned carnivore mm-hmm. with a row of thick curved spines down it's back. Mm. Spooky. So, there's that. And apparently it is born from the ashes of cremated oxen. Oh, what? Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's it's pretty metal there. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um and it is also said to be the incarnation of all of the abuse animals have suffered at the hands of their masters. Oh. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's sad. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of like some animal abuse awareness, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. That's very true. And we yeah. need that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Hodag was discovered in the city of Rhinelander, Wisconsin. 
And, you know, I really thought it was going to be Kansas, though, because I thought when we were at that festival, the store, like that tent that we ran into, it said that they were in Kansas. So I was just confused. That's interesting because I remember them. I remember it being Wisconsin. Oh, well, maybe I just got it mixed up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like mixing up states here. Okay, well, it probably was Wisconsin. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes just mix things up in your head honestly no we also saw like hundreds of different vendors that day so like yeah you know who okay knows? well i'm glad you remembered that okay it's probably in rhinelander then yeah is i think it city? is i think it was on the truck yeah okay well that's because they also in case we didn't mention had a hodag van like it, yeah yeah and did. a truck so uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> hodag vehicles if you will uh-huh um so yeah the uh, the Hodag city is Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Um, and the Hodag is also in some, like, Paul Bunyan stories. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I don't really think I know much about Paul Bunyan, really. Like, I feel like we might have touched on that a little bit. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh, you know, honestly. Remember. Yeah. This is episode 89. Like, we're getting up there, guys. I know. I looked <laughs> through our episodes, and I couldn't find anything. So mm-hmm. maybe we just mentioned it. I don't know. Yeah. But in those stories, he disrupts the work of lumberjacks. So. Oh, okay. Well, I like that, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so how the, um, the Hodag story, like, sort of began. Um, in 1893, so a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, newspapers reported the discovery of a hodag in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Um, the article said that the hodag had the head of a frog, the face of a giant elephant, thick, short legs, um, huge claws, the back of a dinosaur, and a long tail with spears at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like a a scary little thing. Yeah. It's like a little, a thick, like mutant alligator is almost what it's giving me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that describes it. Um, (laughs) uh, So the report that was made, um, it was, it was made by a well-known Wisconsin land surveyor and he was also a timber cruiser. And of course he was a prankster. Oh, okay. This is um, not a good sign. I know, I know. <laughs> um, his name was Eugene Shepard. Okay, Eugene. Yeah. So, so this man like goes to the newspaper and like reports he saw this thing, and then after that he um rounded up a group of people to capture it. So they're okay. like, we're gonna go out here and find it, and apparently the group said that they needed dynamite to kill it. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm thinking like maybe they just wanted to blow some stuff up with dynamite. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it's. That's pyromaniacs, possibly. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, like him being a prankster. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, in 1896. So this is like three years later. Uh, Shepard he he claimed to have captured a hodag alive. Oh. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. So he said him and some bear wrestlers, and okay, before I go on, like, is that a real occupation? Um, I, um, I honestly hope not. 
a bear wrestler. <laughs> at the same time, I'm wondering, like, it, does that mean they're wrestling bears or does that mean they're, like, wrangling bears? And that's just what they called it. You know? Um, yeah. I yeah, one of them. But it's, like, I didn't know that that was, like... Yeah, kind of either way. <laughs> I think, yeah. Um, so, anyways, he said, oh, yeah, I went out there with some bear wrestlers and uh, we put chloroform on the end of a pole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, I guess on, like... A, a napkin on the end of a pole or something and he put it into a cave that the hodag was in mm-hmm. um so of course the hodag passed out and then they went inside and and captured it okay eugene i don't believe you at all because i feel like even on a human the chloroform needs to be held like directly in through like up to your nose and mouth <laughs> and i'm not well, saying i've ever chloroformed somebody but like that you said they held it on the end of the stick <laughs> Maybe they got up close. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Eugene. Also, I have a question. Did Eugene name it the Hodag? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. He just, okay. I think he did. Um, I just remember you said, I found a Hodag. That's what, like, that's what Eugene said. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I didn't read the actual report from the newspaper, mm-hmm. but um, all the accounts, like, everything said, like, he just reported this to the paper. Interesting. I just wonder so I guess why, why that name. I know. Yeah. I see. I should have got more details on that. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll they're probably, maybe they're not out there if Eugene didn't explain himself. Yeah. He probably just made it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, but yeah, good question. Good question. Um, so he captured it supposedly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and he actually took it to the fair. So okay. he he displayed it at the first Oneida County Fair. All right. Um, yes. So this was the first one that they ever had. And they're like, oh, this is like one of our things that we're advertising that there's going to be a hodag here. Mm-hmm. And like thousands of people come to see it. And most people, like everybody believed that it was real. So like... You know, it it looked real, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, mm-hmm. there it is!" <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, as we were sort of thinking from, you know, when I said he was a prankster, um, he was forced to admit that it was a hoax. Okay, so and what did he have in the fair? <laughs> he had not really caught a hoed egg, so he, I think, the way that it was described is. Um, he had something on display with wires connected to it so he could move it around. Oh. So I'm thinking it was more of like a puppet type okay. thing. It's giving like a robot that he created. Yeah. But yeah, back yeah. in the day. That's interesting. Yeah. See, anytime there's like anything like that at the affair, it's like, oh, come look at this snake woman. Like I remember one time I paid to go in and see the snake woman because it's like a dollar, right? To go see like whatever curiosity it is. Right. And right. it was literally like, the like shoulders up of a woman like a real person like she was talking to me and then like a a completely obviously fake snake stuffed animal body and i'm like and no like you couldn't see like where she was connected you know like or yeah. like she, you couldn't see the magic behind it but it was so obviously fake so that's like what the hodag is giving me right now yeah 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 but i mean somehow people believed it because what because, yeah, because, like, 
um, a group of scientists from the Smithsonian in, in D.C. Are you kidding um, me? You know, connecting that a little bit yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So scientists from the Smithsonian in D.C., they said, oh, we're going to come down there and uh, inspect your discovery. Because they were like, oh, okay. it's a new species. Yeah. Yeah. But then he's like, guys, no, don't don't come here. He said, please it's, don't it's come. Fake. It's fake. Please don't come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's why he had to say it was fake. Mm, got it that makes a lot of sense so i guess i mean at least he's not like you know about he's not trying to fake out actual scientists for sure it's just like he's just having a little bit of fun yeah yeah he's being a prankster um so the um as of today like probably since back then um and until today the hodag is the official symbol of Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Wow. Um, it is I just did, like... I love that. Yeah. It's all over their, their city. It's just everywhere. Which explains the hodag uh, store that I was, we saw. That the words were just about to come out of my mouth. Because when I say you could see that hodag tent from miles away. Yeah. You could hear it from miles away. Like, mm-hmm. these people were so... They felt so strongly about the hodag. Like, they loved the hodag. Yeah. Like, honestly, they, they love the Hodag more than anybody there loved Mothman. Like, at the Mothman Festival. I know. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Their true. passion was so real uh-huh. for the Hodag. So, so some examples. Um, the mascot of their local high school is the Hodag. Stop. They're like um, the, the West High Hodags. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, many businesses around the town have the Hodag name in them. And... Um, they have a Hodag Country Festival each year. Um, oh, we're going like to the country... Hodag Festival next year? Yeah. Well, it's like a country music festival. Oh, okay. MVM. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we could still go. I don't know. But... Listen, I'm not really down with the country music like yeah. that, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, um, they also have a, like, a main sculpture of the Hodag, um, like... It's in front of their chamber of commerce. Wow. And, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, I'll post a picture of that one. It was created by Tracy Goberville, um, local artist there. So shout out. Shout um, out, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, like, different sculptures and things, like, sort of all over the city. Like, all over. <laughs> but that's so just, like, I think that might be the most famous one. Um. And there's even, like, a map on their city website that shows all of the sculptures and things that you can go see. So, like, you can make your own little tour. Oh, that is so cute. I love that. Yeah. Now, okay, wait. I actually really do want to go. I know. Like, low-key, like, that would be kind of fun. <laughs> That's very fun. Like, uh, like you have your own scavenger hunt, pretty much. I know. Yeah. That's fun. Um, And... Their website had, like, a lot of information on the, on the Hodag, actually. <laughs> so, like, their city website. Oh, I'm um, did. So, on here is where I learned about the Hodag's only known habitat. Um, which is the forested area surrounding Rhinelander, Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Wisconsin's, like, Northwoods area. Mm-hmm. Um and they say on there that visitors have a lot of opportunity to see a hodag in the wild by going Ooh. biking, hiking, skiing, you know, All right. outdoor activities. I'm trying to see a hodag. I know. 
like would you would you go on a hike for that yeah yeah no listen i don't like hiking but i'll still go on a hike <laughs> yeah no i feel you, I feel you. <laughs> um okay and then that also leads me to the question like what does the hodag eat yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah. like is is the hodag good or bad because that's what i really need to know mm-hmm. i well it seems like oh okay i'll just i'll just say what what he eats um so hodag eats mud turtles and okay. water snakes all right i'm down with that mm-hmm. and on sundays <laughs> on sundays they eat oxen <laughs> um and white bulldogs okay so how does it know what day is sunday they just know I don't, hmm. the day of the lord oh, the day of the lord yes obviously obviously <laughs> that is you know i just i you know i'm a little sad about the dog but i mean it's okay i guess he could be eating humans so i guess it could be worse yeah 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 i don't think they really attack humans unless like you know they're approached first yeah yeah, yeah for sure um or they also just eat like anything so okay you know, there's that too yeah well they're not that picky but like this is what they are known to eat mm-hmm. um and also, they are known to um, eat the fish right off of fishing lines. <laughs> That's so, funny. Like, while you're fishing, you, like, you know, reel it in and there's nothing on there because, you know, the hodag ho- ate that it. got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which also means that they swim. That's what I was so, just going to say. But that's why I was saying like, it's kind of giving, like, alligator vibes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, they probably do swim a little bit because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's also some connections to, um, some popular media. Um, there is, um, a connection to Harry Potter, the Harry Potter world, uh, cause the Hodag is mentioned in the expanded edition of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Is it really? That's so cool. I've actually never seen any of the Fantastic Beast movies. Uh, me either. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, like, which is a shame upon myself because I love Harry Potter, but. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I guess it's in the expanded edition of the book. Um, yeah. So if you don't know, that's just a book um, about, like, the magical creatures in the Harry Potter world. Mm-hmm. And I guess, so I guess the Hodag is officially in the Harry Potter world. I love that. I love that. You know, I actually think I've heard, like, there's a bunch of different, like, other legends and, like. Um, cryptids that are in that movie because that's kind of what it's about i guess mm-hmm. so that's cool yeah um might need to watch it honestly <laughs> mm-hmm. i know i i still haven't watched all of the harry potter movies so. <sighs> get out of here savannah literally get out of here <laughs> i know i want to i mean it's it's honestly still the good like this season for it so i think i might watch one listen soon. it's yeah. always the season for Harry Potter. It, I mean, it's <laughs> literally like always on. That's true. No, yeah, definitely like winter cozy vibes is like Harry mm-hmm. Potter. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have one last one last thing to tell you, um, and you're gonna like this. The Hodag was in Scooby Doo. I already knew. I knew <laughs> you were gonna tell me that. I'm so excited. Yeah. Which so one was of he course, in? of course, I had to mention Scooby Doo. Always. Um, the Hodag was in an episode in 2012, actually, um, called The Hodag of Horror. 
Oh my gosh, I don't remember that one. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm watching after this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, have you watched like all of the episodes? Definitely not. I mean, okay. So this is like, like hard because there's like a million different Scooby Doo's. That's true. Yeah. Um, I have watched definitely all of the original ones and all of the like original movies, and then obviously like the real life version, like movies. Mm-hmm. And then oh, those are the best. And the, of course, and then like two other cartoon ones I've seen, but like definitely not all of them. So I definitely have not seen the Hodag one. Yeah, but I will be watching that. Yeah, you got to look it up. Um, I should I spoil it for you? A yeah, bit? you should. Okay, so I only have like a little bit of it. Apparently, the Hodag appears as a jewel thief, Ooh. and he robs people of Crystal Cove. So. <laughs> I love that. I really like. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the Hodag. Um, I see. I love the legend of the Hodag, but I, I don't know if I would be able to find him out in the woods because I don't know if he's fully real. But yeah. you know, we do love him. Yes, I, I, I too do not believe that um, he's real, which is sad because you know it takes a lot for me to not believe in a legend because I really will believe yeah. anything. But yeah, in this instance, I do not think the Hodag is real. And you know what? Because it was on Scooby-Doo, I believe it even further because monsters aren't real in Scooby-Doo. It's always a human behind it. Yeah. And in true. this scenario, I think it's Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> Eugene. Uh-huh, <laughs> no, but uh-huh. honestly, shout out Eugene because we, we love the Hodag, even if he isn't real. He really, like, stirred it up. Like, he stirred up all the drama to get uh, researchers from the Smithsonian exactly. to want to come out. Like, that's so serious. They're like, we're going... We're going to see this. <laughs> he was like, please no. I cannot get caught. <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, so. um, I guess moving on. I love the Hodag. And then my story is just so, oh, it's dark this week, guys. It's real dark. Oh, no. um, you know, writing this, I mean, at this point, when this releases, it's going to be so, so far in the future. But like when I wrote this, it's Halloween vibes. So I was looking for like a spooky a spooky ooky one. And I found one, but Okay. It's just Well, I, I think they balance each other out then. Because yeah, mine's they do. definitely not spooky. Yeah, definitely. So but, if you don't want that vibe, maybe stop now. Maybe stop but now. Also, I mean it's also not like spooky, it's just more yeah. you know, let's just let's just get into it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's keep really no keep listening. There's really no way to describe this one. So I have for you the legend of Charlie No Face. Oh, I think I've heard of that before, but I don't really know anything about it. I had heard about it, but then when I, like, was researching it, I was like, actually, like, I've never, I have no idea what this is about. So oh, okay. <laughs> the name sounded familiar to me, at least. Yeah, yeah. But, so, okay, setting the scene, we are in western Pennsylvania, specifically Beaver County. Do you know what that is? Pennsylvanian? No, because I don't know western Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I'm from eastern. Yeah, well... Pennsylvania's big, okay. I guess. So is North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, but see, it's different. Like, North Carolina, like, I feel like a lot of people here travel throughout the state. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in the Philadelphia area, you don't you really don't, you don't get do that. You're right. You're right. Honestly, <laughs> like, Philadelphia in and of itself should be its own, like, state. Yeah, like, you stay there like. or you go to, like, New Jersey or Delaware. True. But I've never really... I, I don't think I've ever really been to, like, western... Uh, Pennsylvania. That's like, crazy. Have you been in, to Pittsburgh? That? Yeah, that's what no. I'm saying. You've never been to Pittsburgh? 
No. What? Even I've been to Pittsburgh. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I think the farthest I've been, like, I've been to Harrisburg, which is the capital. Mm-hmm. But, nope. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I think most of the story happens, like, in and, like, around Pittsburgh, I'm pretty okay. sure. So. Okay. Guess you wouldn't know what that is, but. Nope. Um, <laughs> so, okay. I'm just going to kind of jump into the story because, as I said, it's, like, it's unlike any other story I've ever told on here. So, that's, you know, that's exciting. So, there was once a boy named Raymond Robinson, okay? And so, he was only eight years old when he was injured by an electrical line. Severely, severely bad. So, he was actually trying to climb the pole um, to reach a bird's nest on the Morado Bridge, okay? okay? And he wanted to save he wanted to save the bird's nest because it looked like it was going to fall, I guess. And so, he was like, let me just climb it and get it down. Um, and so this Murado bridge actually carried a trolley and it had electrical lines of both 1200 and 22,000 volts because of like the, the trolley and all the electrical lines, I guess it's like a really big bridge. So there was a lot of voltage going on. Okay. And you know, Raymond as an eight year old didn't, he wasn't thinking about that. He was just like, let me save the birds. Um, and what's actually even more crazy is that the, the same electrical lines um, were responsible for the death of a young boy just a year before um, Raymond's incident. Okay. okay. So they should have been done some been been done something about that issue. Like if somebody already died, you mm-hmm. know, doing some no, stuff. definitely. So um, fast forward a year from that incident, Raymond um, is climbing it to try to save the birds and he got to the top, but then he fell into the power lines, severely, severely electrocuting himself. But <gasps> he survived. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So he did survive, and he defied all of the doctor's, like, expectations. Like, they fully did not expect him to live. Like, basically, we're like, you should be dead right now. Um, but somehow, he didn't. Um, but he was left severely, severely disfigured. He lost both of his eyes, his nose, his right arm, um, like kind of burns all over his body Uh, and his face, because he didn't have like any features, it kind of was like, he didn't really have a face, kind of just like skin. And I'm trying to be as respectful as possible because this is like obviously a real person. And so the story is not going to get better from here. Just so you know, that's (laughs) crazy. I didn't realize that this was going to be about a real person. Um, me neither. Like, me neither. I, when I started, yeah. when I started the research, I didn't either. So yeah, crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, let's see. here. Okay. So obviously he was in the hospital for like a super, super long time trying to recover from this. And eventually he was let out and he like went back because he was only eight years old when this happened. So he went back and lived with his family again. Um, but anytime he would go out in public, he would kind of cause a panic because of the way that he looked and people were like extremely scared, which is just so sad because he was just trying to save the birds. And now he's completely, completely like kind of outcasted from society. Because, like, nobody uh, wants to look at him. Yeah, that's actually so sad. What year did you say this was? Let me see. You know what? 
it appears that I did not even write the year down. So oh, okay. I don't know, but in definitely in the 1900s sometime, like not that long ago. Um, so, yeah. So like the 20s or 30s or something or like more like the 80s? Like uh, I'm thinking in the middle of those. It's like 50s. <laughs> like maybe like in between the 30s and the um, 50s, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, um, I mean, I think I feel like then people were more judgmental. Like to be freaking out about oh, wait, something actually, like that. No, one hundred percent. Actually, and I can I can see it was um, okay. He was born in. Let me do the math. One one. He's born in nineteen eleven. So this okay. is about nineteen twenty when okay. his incident yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I have a like. I don't know. My idea of that time period is like. Um, people are, like, way more harsh on other people. And, like, today, I mean, people today are definitely still judgmental about that kind of stuff, but they wouldn't act as if they're scared, you know? Definitely. Like, you wouldn't show that. You would definitely still get stares, like, if this was the case today. But, like, nobody would be outwardly mean or, like, try to be, like, get out of here, like, you disgusting person. Like Right. Like, you might get a few, like, oh, I feel bad for this person. For sure. For sure. Like, you're not going to, Yeah. Like, yeah. if there was way less of that Definitely. back then, I feel like. Definitely. And so, you know, that's, it's just his life already starts out on a rough start. So, um, let's see here. So, we're going to fast forward in his life a little bit. Um, basically, as he grew up, you know, whatever, um, he found that kind of the only way that he was able to go outside without getting like ridiculed was if he would go outside at night so that nobody would see him. So he would, he started taking these nightly walks along a quiet stretch of road, um, on the state route, um, 351. And so he would use a walking stick. And so that's like the only time he would be able to like leave his house was at night to just have a little walk. Because he did not, he like, because if not, he would get ridiculed and be like told to go home. Which See, is just that's so, so awful. For what? Like, he didn't do anything. Right. Just because, literally, because they're like, we just don't want to look at you. Like, okay, look the other direction. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, that's so crazy. So, um, as he's on his li- little walks, you know, every night, you know, locals regularly pass him and they watch him walk. So, like, it became a well known thing that he would do his little walk. And usually he would avoid talking to his neighbors and stuff, kind of keep to himself. But on occasion, he was known to, like, have a little short conversation or a beer and a cigarette with his neighbors. So, you know, especially later in life, he at least did have some acquaintances. Like, maybe not best friends, but, you know, he wasn't 100% totally alone all the time. At least. I guess That's that's, good. I'm glad. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, And also, like, kind of taking it back a little bit. Um, to like at, right after the incident, you know, his family, they didn't like kick him out or anything, but they also were rude to him. They refused to eat with him because they didn't want to look at him, which I'm like, his are you kidding family? me? Yes, his family. So he would go eat in his room by himself. Um, but actually he said that, you know, he didn't really have a problem with that because he was a huge baseball fan. And so when he would go to his room to eat, he would like get to listen to the baseball game on his radio. Which I know. That's still so sad. It's so heartbreaking. It is so heartbreaking. This whole Um, story. I know. That just really ingrains the fact that, like, it's just a different 
I don't know. People are different nowadays because I f- definitely. I don't know. I guess there still are people that would do that today. Though. There are definitely people, but I, but I feel like the majority of people would never. They would mm-hmm. never do this. Yeah. Today. Yeah, especially At least people since, with a like, heart. This is your son, and he. Right. This happened to him as a child, like yeah, and it was a complete and utter accident. Like he could have mm-hmm. died, and you're gonna treat him like this? This yeah. miracle, this literal walking miracle. Like, yeah, it's just really awful. Um, let's see. Okay, so wait. Okay, okay. You know, I found my spot. So he also learned how to read Braille, and he would also make wallets and doormats out of old tires, which is like kind of how he made his money. Which I'm like, how did you even do that? First of all, he's also blind um, because he lost his eyes. So, like, I'm just like, wow. In awe of this man, truly. Um, But once he got old enough, his parents did get him an apartment um, so he could, you know, kind of start to live on his own. And so that's actually when the walking began, like when he was Mm -hmm. around 18. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, my God. He's blind and disfigured. And his parents are like, here, here's your apartment. Go out there. They say here. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) Literally. Just by yourself. It's just, huh. it's not, it's not cool at all. So then eventually, you know, his walks go on for a while. People start realizing like that that's him and it's like becoming a thing. Like, oh, Charlie, or not Charlie. Also, I have to say the legend of Charlie No-Face, his name is Raymond. He go, he went by Ray. There's no, there's no what? even reason behind the name of it being Charlie No-Face. Other than I guess it just sounded better than Raymond. I yeah, suppose. like with that. Was that just a nickname people would use yeah. for people? Yeah, I guess. Had to be. Like, because uh, there literally nobody had an explanation. They're like, I don't know. It's just what they called him. <laughs> I'm like, you okay. couldn't have even called him by his name. Like, you're going to do all of this and still call him by the wrong name. Like, that's yeah. so sad. Hmm. Um, so, anyway, um, on his little nightly walks, eventually, people would be driving by and they would scream at him, make fun of him, throw stuff at him. Um, But nothing actually ever stopped him from walking. He always wanted to take his nightly walk. Um, He was even hit by cars driving on multiple occasions as well. What? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, I don't know if they, like, purposefully hit him or if it was just an accident because it was dark outside. But, yeah, he got hit multiple times. But, obviously, he was okay and continued walking. Um, so eventually he did stop his walks during the last few years of his life and he retired to the Beaver County Geriatric Center where he died in 1985 and he was 74 when he died, just kind of like old age. Mm -hmm. Um, and okay. So now that I told you the true life story of Raymond Robinson, now I'm going to get into some of the legends surrounding him. Um, so he became this local myth in the Pittsburgh area, huge, like everybody knew about him. And he is known as the green man because it is rumored that his skin turned green when he was um, electrocuted by the oh electrical line. Oh my gosh. No, it didn't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Did it? I don't know. Um, and people say like this green man legend was one that literally everybody would tell around the campfire and parents would tell their kids to like scare them into like being outside in late night. Like they're going to be like, oh, the green man is going to come get you. You know, the green man be walking around out there. Um, oh, also what I did not mention is not only was the man like bullied and sometimes hit by the cars, 
But also sometimes when he would walk when he was alive, he would get jumped by really mean people and beat up for no reason. Um, See, that's just... This man... Yeah. Is not having a good time. Um, like, he yeah. he got bullied in life and in death, Literally. Too. Still to this it's day. Just... Still to this day getting bullied. Literally. Um, but because he was getting jumped, um, he then started, like, kind of having PTSD. Like, if he heard something, like, he would have a panic attack. Or, like, if a car was pulling up beside him, it would make him, like, extremely skittish. I mean, like, obviously. It would make me, too. Being a, mm-hmm. It would make me skittish even without me being jumped if I was blind in the dark or walking outside, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. So, yeah, legend has it that after one really bad fight, the worst fight of all that he had ever been in, Ray started carrying a pistol in his belt. So that kind of plays into the mm-hmm. legend where parents are like, well, the man in the green man has a pistol, so you better not leave the house or you better be in before midnight or that because that's when the green man with the pistol comes out. You know what I'm saying? Like, just using it as a scare tactic, as if this man's life, like, means nothing. Truly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, legend also says that, let's see here, the green man roams this very particular strip of road late at night and will chase away anybody, like, it, it says the parkers and the loafers, which basically means just, like, people who are, like, loitering around, like, sitting in their cars or whatever. Um, right, right, right. Which, I mean, that doesn't sound too bad. Like, you know, get out of here. Get off my... He's like, get off my property. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, some people have reported seeing sightings of Ray's ghost along Route 351. And so, like... And, the, and people who have reported his ghost, some of them say, like, they see, like, a glowing green man walking. But others say it actually just looked like it was... Raymond himself walking like not glowing you know like just like as if it was which I do not believe any of the green stuff that I think is all just legend yeah I don't believe that either because like why would that make you turn green I don't I think it's kind of the Hulk I feel like that the Hulk is kind of like when this was like popping the Hulk came out so and they're just like oh he's like radiation and shock and whatever he's green okay okay I don't know it's a Um, good theory yeah a theory Um, but actually some people have a conspiracy theory. Okay. And the theory is that Ray did not actually die, um, in the 1980s and that somehow he's still alive today and living in an old abandoned house in the woods, preying off the people who are on the road late at night, like taking them to his like a little abandoned cabin and killing them and eating them and doing God knows what else to him. And I'm like, girl, where is this coming from? Also, how is he still alive? He's just a person. Right. He'd be so well, old. I mean, yeah, at this point, he would be old. <laughs> but he died in, like, 1987 or something at 74. So he could have lived a little longer, I guess. But, yeah. guys, he's not in the middle of the woods. Like, yeah. I am the biggest conspiracy theorist, but he is not in the middle of the woods alive. I can almost promise you. Uh, and <laughs> um, even if he was, like, he would not. I don't think he would do this. No, me either. Me either. <laughs> Um, like, the way you described him, he seems like just, like, a nice guy. Exactly. And we'll get more <laughs> into who he was as a person here in a minute. Um, but before that, other people say that his ghost is there haunting that road to get vengeance on the town that turned their back on him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, some people claim to be driving down that specific stretch of road at night, and then they'll see a glowing green man with a walking stick. And then 
all of a sudden they will see a flying hatchet flying at them. But right as it is it like about to hit them in the head, it disappears. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of scary. That's horrifying. If, that if that's true, right? And people also say like right before like seeing a flying hatchet like flying towards them, they'll hear strange like really weird kind of guttural crying sounds. <gasps> Right before the hatchet. So, you know, if you're in this area and that happens to you, like, I don't really know what's going on, but, like, you might want to get out of there. <laughs> like, mm. I don't know. That that might be something else. That's what I'm saying. Like, that kind of sounds like, that. yeah, that's not, no, no, no. That sounds like a completely different situation going on. So, yeah, I, I didn't yeah, even. Because where does the hatchet look. come from? Exactly. Exactly. Nowhere. Unless people are just trying to make the story scarier. I don't know. Um, Probably. Okay, so this next part that I'm going to tell you is actually a personal encounter story. So it's written from this guy's perspective. Like, this guy wrote it, but it's actually his dad's story. Okay, so, you know, just one person off, but that's fine. So this guy says that his dad and a few of his friends were driving down Wallace Run Road, and they had on them what they called green man bait, which they made themselves. Um <laughs> So, to them, green man bait was a case of beer, a straw, and some cigarettes. Because apparently, oh those are his okay. three favorite things. Um, you know? That sounds like just man bait. Right, man bait. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so, literally, it's just this group of boys driving down this road, like, in hopes of seeing this poor man going on his nightly walk. And eventually, they found him, pulled up right beside him. And the driver of the car... Um, claimed that he had met Ray before, like, just driving by the road. So the driver of the car gets out first, and the rest of the boys stay in the car because low-key, they were scared. <laughs> you know, they grew up with this legend this whole their whole life. Like, they have no idea, like, how this man – and this was when Ray was alive. So okay. this yeah. is, like, real. Um, So, yeah, they were, like, a little bit horrified. And so the next thing the boys knew – like the, that are sitting in the car. Um, the driver gets back in the car and Ray gets in the back seat right with him. And the second that he climbs into the car, all the boys like scream to the top of their like lungs, which is so messed up because they're screaming at like how he looks and he cannot help that. Um, right. So like you're the ones who wanted to see. Exactly. Like you <laughs> knew what you were signing up for. Like, I don't, I don't know what you mean. Um, but apparently this guy's dad was like, truly, truly, we weren't trying to be mean. Like when we screamed, we had just all like grown up hearing about and ha hearing about him and finally seeing him and like knowing that he's real was like crazy. And, you know, it just spooked us, which I mean, I understand, but also like control yourself a little, you know what I'm saying? Like, crazy. Exactly, exactly. um, but then, so these, this group of guys and Ray all went and parked in like this empty parking lot and they just hung out with Ray for like hours and drank beer and talked about the pirates apparently because Ray was like a pirates fan, which is funny. And so, well, that's cool. yeah, so this guy's dad is just like literally all the legends are a lie. Like Ray is just like a chill dude trying to live his best life. Like, and he said that he's a kind soul with an unfortunate life. Which is so sad. It, exactly. That's what I, that's exactly. the exact exactly. thing that I get from him. Like, I feel so bad for him. I feel so bad for him. Um, so, yeah, as I said, people to this day still talk about, oh, you're going to see Charlie No-Face out there. Like, first of all, his name's Ray. So can we at least say Ray No-Face? 
Like, come on. Also, right. let's not say that at all because that's really messed up because he does have a face. Okay. It's just disfigured. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, gosh. Yeah. It just, I'm so sad for him. Um, so what's crazy is that both of our stories this week are like, <laughs> we all know that I will believe any legend. But for once, I don't believe either legend that we told today. I don't know if that's ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> on the podcast. No, yeah, that's truly. Yeah. Or at least thought it could possibly happen, you know? I know. Um, yeah, but I think this man just very much so had a reputation around town and they took it and ran and just created this huge story, which obviously worked for them because pe- everybody knows the story, apparently. Anybody, like, around the area, everybody knows it. But um, also, there is apparently a movie that's supposed to be coming out soon that's based on this story. So we're going to need to be on the lookout for that because I need to stand up for my boy Ray. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it better not be hurtful to him because he are, he's already been through enough yeah that kind of like makes me worried a little bit that it's going to be like mm-hmm. a scary mm-hmm. like a horror movie or something me too me too but, like, and i think that it is supposed to be oh no so and i mean hopefully it'll just be like loosely based on it maybe it won't be like fully based yeah. on it but i guess we'll see. i don't know and i hate that like he was still alive while people were making these like legends about him i know because he probably heard about them and he's like I mean, he definitely he definitely heard about, about them yeah like oh it's just really heartbreaking but yeah that is the legend of charlie no face and like when i went into that i just had no idea that i was going to be telling this really sad story but i'm glad i could like so we can actually know like if you're listening out there like charlie no face guys he's not real yeah. he was a real person but like the legend is not real if you know what i'm saying yeah yeah but, yeah, that hmm. is all I have for that story. Yeah, um, that um, that was heartbreaking. It was really <laughs> sad. It was so sad. I'm so sorry to bring down yeah. the mood, everybody. That's okay. Um, but, yeah, we'll definitely have pictures. Um, I'm going to post a picture of Raymond, okay? So we mm-hmm. don't want any hate for Raymond, okay? He's a beautiful soul yeah. on there. But just so you can see what he looks like, yeah. I feel like it's fair, so... Definitely look for that. And you got to see what the hodag looks like because we love the hodag. Honestly. Oh, definitely. We'll have to post the pictures of us riding the hodag as well. I know we've posted them before, but we kind of got to repost them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll look through and see if I can find a different one to post. I know. We took a lot now. I do remember. We did. (laughs) We took so many. (laughs) We did. (laughs) That's so funny. But yeah, definitely go check out our Instagram. See pictures all the time and definitely go watch our vlog on youtube for kerner's folly mm-hmm. and yeah. just all of our vlogs they're very fun yeah. but yeah we have a few now but yeah we do shout out but honestly i think my favorite one so far is kerner's folly like it's yeah, really funny one. really i was we're funny man i was cracking <laughs> up the whole video the whole time but other than that go rate and review us on apple Podcasts and spotify but I don't really have anything else for you guys this week. What about you, Savannah? Uh, nope. Not. All right. Well, I guess we will see you guys next week. All right. Cue the music.